You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus is beautiful, isn't he? It's wonderful. What a lovely, lovely Savior we have. Hallelujah. Good morning. Welcome to church. Welcome to your father's house. Praise the Lord. Uh, okay. Um, let's read, take our text. We'll read from Genesis 22. Take our text from Genesis 22. It's a passage we are all very, very familiar with. Genesis chapter 22. And um, we'll read verse 1 to 18. Are we ready? Okay. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young man, stay here with the young, stay here with the donkey, sorry. The lad and I will go yonder and worship. No doubt what will go yonder and worship. And we will come back to you. Praise the Lord. So when we say worship, let's also think on what is going on here. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day. In the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. 
Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because you have obeyed my voice. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Last Sunday we began to look at superior to evidence. Superior to evidence, because um, or superior evidence, maybe that might be a better. And we saw how the enemy has been permitted to fabricate and to falsify and to bring all kinds of things before us while we are here. But we're reminded that before we got on the scene, God had spoken things concerning us. And we say that fabricated evidence is evidence that comes up after the act. Evidence that was not part of it in the making of the issue at hand. And we began to see that as long as we allow ourselves to be swayed by what we see, what we hear, what we touch, the enemy can actually get us out of God's perfect purpose and plan for us. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we saw, we mentioned Abraham, how the word of the Lord had promised him and said to him, you're going to have a child. And as days went by and weeks went by and months went by and years went by and decades went by, Abraham was getting older. Sarah was getting older to the point where the Bible says they were as good as dead. They were dead reproductively. Their reproductive organs were no longer functioning. I'm sure the mature people here will understand what we're talking about. So that's how dead both of them were. But it was in that time or during that time that God brought his word of promise to fulfillment. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says he makes all things what? Beautiful in the time he said he will make it. Not the time the evidence collaborate. Amen. Praise the Lord. And what we saw in that account is how the word supersedes evidence in bringing the promise to fulfillment. I think that captures it. Praise God. So we saw how the word came to pass. And indeed, Abraham and Sarah had their baby 190 years. They had Isaac and they began to laugh. Praise God. And today, I believe in heaven, they're still laughing. When they look at the experience, they're still laughing. You will laugh over your trials in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So that's the first level. This morning, we want to go to the second level, the, sec- the other level of it. And that's where we read. Because when you read the scriptures, when you con- come with me to Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to see something interesting happen there. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, from verse 8, they began to tell us about Abraham. And verse 8 says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called out to the place, to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. 
And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, Abraham dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. 11 says, By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Praise the Lord. 12 says, Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the sea shore. So we see that they are holding on to the word of God, brought the promise to fulfillment. Amen. And then they jumped, they started talking about, you know, other people, 13, 14, 15, 16, verse 17. They come back to Abraham. This is the second level now. This second level says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, okay, the first one was he being tested, a promise was given him, okay? And if you go back to our text, verse 1 of our text, Genesis 22, just flash it for us, please. Verse 1 of our text says, after these things, praise the Lord. So it means they are coming in after a lot of things had taken place. So this is more like the, towards the conclusion of Abraham's um, journey with the Lord. After these things, after these things. That is why in verse 17 of Hebrews 11, let's go back to it. It said, when he was tested, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac... Your seed shall be what? Called. Now let's read verse 19 together, everybody. Concluding that God was what? Able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Praise the Lord, somebody. Now, I, 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 I want to ask you. The Bible is the word of God, Okay. And the Bible is complete. It's written to give us knowledge, to open our eyes, to show us who God is, and to train us in the ways of God. Okay? Every scripture is what? Given to us by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, instruction, correction, that the man of God, you know. Abraham obeyed God in Genesis 22. And I don't know about you, but if you're a sincere reader, studier of God's word, you will ask yourself, how was he able to obey that instruction? How many of us have pondered? Or you just read it and pass because it's history. How many of us have asked ourselves, how could a man take his son his miracle son, the promised son. Praise the Lord. And as he was going, like we noted, he said, we are going to worship. That means he wasn't crying as he was going. Hallelujah. No, he wasn't crying. If it sounds anything like what we did today, you know, he would have been jumping like the choir makes us jump. How could he do it? Is he mad? Is he crazy? 
was wrong with him. How could he do it? And when the son asked him, he said, don't worry. God is going to sort it out. Now, the Bible tells us how he could do it. And that is found in 18. I just want us to wrap up what we studied last Sunday. This is the wrap up of it. Let's read verse 18. It says what? Give them verse 18. I have it here. It says, of whom it was said, what? In Isaac, your seed shall be called. Abraham knew that God has said, these descendants that you're going to have, they'll be as the stars in multitude. And as the sand on the seashore, it's going to come through Isaac. In that case, Isaac cannot be dead. Praise the Lord. If I kill him, the God who made the promise will do what? Will bring him back. You must take the word of God and hold it. The reason we fail in temptations is because we lose sight of the word. The Bible says, and God tested. Amplified Genesis 22 verse 1 will say, and God tested and proved Abraham, God had walked with him at the level of the promise. And everyone gets excited at the level of the promise. That's why a lot of us enjoyed, unquote, last Sunday's sermon. Because it's telling you what God has said he would do, he would do. And God will do what he has said he would do. Praise the Lord. But God doesn't start with us and finish with us at that level. After a time, he comes to get to a, 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 a level of intimacy, which is the sermon this morning. I'm going to you know, get into it. He, he comes back to make sure that both of you are on the same page. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Are you with me? So the question is this. Why did God test Abraham? Why did God have to prove Abraham? Is God testing me? Is God proving me? This we are looking at is different from blessing. It's different from waiting for the promise, which they had finished long before now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, somebody. I can't hear you. Hallelujah, somebody. Okay, so that is wrap up. Okay, and we're trying to come in here. Now, the Bible says to us in Gen- uh, sorry, John 17 verse 3, eternal life. It says eternal life is what? To know God, to know him, the only what? True God. And Jesus Christ, his son, whom he has sent. Okay? This is eternal life, to know God. Now, that knowledge of God that he has said is the conclusion of the matter. Do you know that God has given you and I a head start? You know, some, some things you find in the Bible and you just love the Lord more. So they say to you and I that this is the sum total of all that we're doing. It says to know him. That's what John 17.3 says. But do you know in the Bible, if you now flip back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. This is what the Bible says there. Let's go to Genesis 1.26. Then the Bible says, God said, let us what? Help me please. God said what? Let us make man... In our image, according to our, let's stop there. Then God said what? 
I can't hear you now. God said, let us make man in our, and according to our, now God says, eternal life is that you may what? Know him. Can somebody tell me what he's finding already here? There's a mathematics. I think it's, is it quadratic equation that this is? If eternal life is to know him, praise God. Okay, I need two people, two smart people. Come on quickly. Two very smart people. You're, you're, you're being slow. Yes, oh, hurry up now. Praise the Lord. Okay, thank you, sir. Okay. Let's say that Pastor Sam is God. Okay, so you stay here. So, no, no, stay where you are. So, Pastor Sam says, eternal life is what? To know him. Okay? And then, we go to the beginning. The Bible says, Sam says, let us make a man now. Are you with me? Okay, let's come to the middle so everybody's seen us. A man, and Sam says, let us make man in his image. Are you following now? Okay. So, the Bible says, that Genesis 1.26, if you read that, says, then God made man in his image. Okay. So, God makes me in his image and here I am. Praise God. Here I am. Okay. Made in God's image. And then God says, eternal life is that I do what? That I know him. Is it difficult to know him? Why is it not difficult? Sorry? Yes, so? So, wait. If you know yourself well, you can know God. If you discover yourself, if you speak to yourself, you will do what? You know God. Let's let's give me an illustration. One thing God likes. Sorry. Praise. Pra- uh, what what does God like? Ho- holiness. Okay. Holiness. God God lo- likes holiness, isn't it? Okay. Now, Pastor, go. This is your husband now, hmm? Minister George. What do you want most from him? You want him to be yours. He is Mr. Sokari George, not Mr. All the women in the church. No matter how nice he is, when it comes to you, holiness means set apart. You as a person, from knowing yourself, you should not struggle knowing God. That is, listen, the, the Spirit of the Lord said to me, sorry, please, you may go back. Okay, you can remain. <laughs> If I see you behind me, I'll have more confidence. (laughs) Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God said, I have made this thing very simple. Are you with me? I've made it very simple. When we say, praise God, thank God, worship God. Who doesn't like to be appreciated? Who doesn't like to be said you're looking good? Who doesn't like to be said, um, the the, the one I I see in Facebook, um, nice peak. I know the peak is not anything but nice. It's not, it's not anything near nice at all. And once they say nice, the best is say, thank you, my brother. Thank you, my sister. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be told he can do all things? Do you understand? God 
said, this is eternal life that you do what? That you know him. Then he says, I made you in my image. How many of us here like to be stolen from? You, you, okay, okay. Some of us don't really mind. I, I worked for a boss who didn't mind being stolen from. What he minded was being told the truth. But I did tell him a lot of the truth. You know, so we had to, we had to increase more than multiply the people's salary by four because everybody in the office was stealing. And I wasn't ready to steal. So when I started work, I told him, Oga, we won't do these things like this. How many of us travel, our office is sent on, sent on assignment? So you, everybody has receipts of hotels, car hire receipts and all of that. I told him, Oga, listen, if I go to Lagos, I need money. I'm going to stay in my sister's house. Don't make me produce for you Sheraton uh, bill. I know where they're printed, but I won't. I'm a Christian. So let's make a provision in this organization. At this level, this is your entitlement. At this level, if you like, sleep at the motor park. Just do what we sent you to Lagos to do. Do you get? So it became a law in the organization. So all the people threw away their receipts. Because they had car hire receipts. They had hotel receipts. Everybody, because the, 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 the rule, that's why rules. You have to ask yourself, who made this rule? What's his level of, what's his capacity of thinking? So the rule was that if you bring receipt, you're reimbursed. But the person did the assignment in Lagos. Could he have done it in the air? So if he did it, he went. And if it's accomplished, anyway, so you, you, you don't want to be lied to. You don't want to be stolen from. Do you understand? You don't want anybody to do that to you. That is what God wants. Isn't it simple? Isn't it simple? That's why they, they said to us, he said, on this hang all the law, I think it's Matthew 7, 12, all the law and the prophet, do unto others as what? As you have them do unto you, because you know what you want. You know what you don't want. Praise the Lord. You, you know, you yourself, God said, I made you in my image. And this, if you know me, you have a what? Which means if you're sincere to yourself, you're already almost 90% gone. That's why when we come here, praise the Lord. How many people get things from you by every time they're claiming it from you? Amen. I claim your car. I claim your this thing. But people get things from you by doing for you things that you want them to do. And then when they do it in return, without them asking anything, what do you do? You say, what? I will bless this man. This person, Pastor Chris told us on Wednesday about somebody who gave him a packet of juice. The person didn't say to him, do Christmas for me. The person didn't say, bless me. The person just loved on him at his level. Or at her level, whoever the person was. And gave him one pack. Is it one pack or a carton? Okay, carton. That's a lot now. Chris, your, 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 this thing is higher. Even me, where we pastor, how many people give me carton? I thought it was one pack. Anyway, gave, gave him a carton. That, that carton is up to 4000 or 3000 there. That's big money. Anyway, this person gave him, and the person could have stayed where he was and been saying, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Uh, you know, just, you know that smile of drop something for me. How many of us know that smile? Remember me, remember me. <laughs> but he or she didn't do that. She, he or she gave. And what immediately happened? The person that received said, ah, you blessed me. You should be blessed. 
if you know yourself, you already know God. If you're saying you don't know God, you're lying to yourself. Listen, the doors of hell, some of us will open it on our own, but none of you will do that in Jesus' name. Because when you look at your life, looking back, you say, I can't even near heaven, except you're drunk at that time. And you won't be drunk. Are you hearing me? God has made this thing what? Simple. This is eternal life that you do what? You know God. You know him. And he says, I made you in my image. So if you like it being done to you, then just know I like it being done to me. One of the things as, as terrible as we are, as much issues as we have as, a, as Nigerians, one of the things you see most people complain about is that this person lied to me. How many of us don't like being lied to? How many of us, based on that, are working for a zero percentage of lie in their own lives? People don't like... Sorry, sirs. Let's clap for them, please. Nobody wants to be lied to. Nobody wants to be cheated. Nobody wants to be ignored. Nobody wants, you know, another way God, God told me this is this. He said, if you want to know how I feel, okay? Imagine you, 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 you come into your house, okay, but it was, I can't remember whether it was church or where he said he said, and you, you build the house, you bought the uh, refrigerator, you bought the things in the fridge, you bought everything, everything there is yours. And then people wake up in the house, go and open the fridge, maybe teenagers, you know, open the fridge, take this juice, drink, fry egg, you know, make uh, 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 sausages and all of that. And then just like, hi, dad. And then they come back, they go and watch television and, co- and continue for one week. What will you do? One day you just kick your leg like this. We, we need to set some things right. Am, am I right? You, 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 you did all of that for them. Do you understand? But you didn't do it for them to now enjoy without acknowledging you. Listen, so someone said the, 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 the generation of Noah did not, was not destroyed because there were armed robbers. They were destroyed. If you read the Bible, it says they were marrying, giving in marriage, just living their lives. They were just enjoying God's word without acknowledging him. You'll be amazed how many things people can allow you to enjoy from them if you keep acknowledging them. That's why there is an industry in Nigeria called Siko Fancy. In Igbo, they call it Totimbu. That's the people just praise you. And those people enjoy. Because they, 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 they are treating the man, you know, just blowing up his ego. And he's responding to them, responding to them. Now, all of that, I haven't come to the sermon, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. So, <laughs> Okay. So we can use ourselves to begin to discover God. That's what we've tried to establish, right? Okay. So when God said, let me test Abraham. And Amplify says, God tested and proved Abraham. 
What do you think he was looking for? Knowing yourself now. What do you think he was looking for? Speak out. I'm sure you're right. You have the Holy Spirit. Sorry? Yes? Simple. God was saying, I've said to this man, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. I'm going to make you this. God said, can I trust him? The test was a test of trust. Praise the Lord. God wanted to see if Abraham could be what? Trusted. Praise God. I think today, let's just ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Amen. Spirit of God, help us. Grant us insight and understanding in the name of Jesus. You see, God had blessed Abraham. Before now, the Bible said God had blessed Abraham in all things. Isn't it? God had blessed him in cattle. In God had blessed Abraham. Child of God, to bless, for God to bless you, for God to bless us, for God to do all of that is not an issue. In fact, the Bible says God so loved how many people? The world. So, for God to love is also what? Everywhere. God loves everybody. God loves the whole world. And God's blessing falls both on the just and on the unjust. I, I want you as a Christian, to, after today, to be different. In the name of Jesus. Are you hearing me? To be on another level and to become a teacher of what you're learning. To bless is not the issue. In fact, Christians are not called to pursue or to be blessed. We are already blessed. We've learned here some time ago. Praise the Lord. We are blessed already. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But there is something else that is more peculiar, that is more precious. And that is to be trusted by God. Listen. To be trusted is a greater compliment, is a greater attainment than to be loved. Praise the Lord. We have a lot of married people in the house. If I ask this question, it will be difficult to answer. But which is easier for you to do? Don't answer me. To love your spouse or to trust your spouse? The single people answer. So that there won't be fight after service. The unmarried people, which one is easier? To love your spouse or to trust your spouse? Sorry? To love your spouse, right? <laughs> Loving us is easy for God. Loving your spouse is easy. To trust. In fact, you can fall in love, but you can't fall in trust. Love at first sight. You can love at first sight, but you can't trust at first sight. Some marriages after 40 years have not gotten to trust. Ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> hey. Sometimes those days, my, my, my dad was a transporter, so they used to bring money every morning. Or is it in the night? I can't remember. Either in the night or they used to make account. 
There's a type of money he'll be counting. He'll say, lock that door. <laughs> Not from armed robbers. Because if my mother comes in at that time, her shopping list will change. <laughs> Did he love her? He loved her. But trust. Hey. And, and, you know, talking about that, you know, I, I must tell you, one of the reasons, you know, I, I married my wife was that one day, you know, some of my business partners brought a large sum of money, large sum. I think it was, we're talking of 94 or so. It was running into millions. And my wife saw the money. And, I, well, I don't know what her plan was, but... I said I've entered trouble because the time the man brought it, I had to receive the money and you know it was cash. I said, this girl, when she places a demand, now I can't tell her story. And she wasn't placing any though. I took the money, she saw it, I just put it in the wardrobe. And you know, this momichi continued as if nothing happened. Me being an amichi man, nay man. I said I will marry this girl because she, my money can just be there. She won't even ask me questions. <laughs> ah, in that day, she has said, where is my portion? I for don't run. <laughs> she just, you know, I say, ah, no, this one I can trust my silver and gold with her. I'm telling you this, this, this sincere truth. Okay, so many marriages have people who are in love but are not in trust. Because trust is a deeper level. You see, when I love you, when I love you, I can give you, I can give away anything. Note that word. I can give away, it's alright, it's alright. I can give away anything to you. Am I right? So if I love you, I can give away anything to you. Give away anything to you. Except, you know, I mean, in the rare case where maybe he's a child and then maybe you're in the military and your son or child is saying, Daddy, give me your service piece. You know, you won't give that to the child. Okay? So, I mean, except in the case where what is in, what is in question may be harmful to the child. But normally, if I love you, I mean, whatever, you, I, I, should be, I give away to you. But do you know that if I trust you, I won't just give away something to you. You know what? I will give you what? Do you know what I'll give you? I will give you not just anything. I will give you everything, even the one I need, knowing that because I trust you, if I give it to you, when I need it, you will give it back to me. That's where God wants you to come to. That's what he did with Abraham. We said here, listen, Holy Spirit help us today. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Because I don't just want to talk. I want us to have a surgical operation where the Holy Spirit imparts the truth and the knowledge of God upon us. Pray, pray. Just ask, Lord, speak to me. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe, breathe on me. Breathe on us. Spirit of the living God, breathe on us. We receive understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. We receive understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. You see, I, we're going to come back there if I don't, please help me. When God asks you and I to obey him, 
When God give, gave the nation of Israel the commandments in and all of that, God didn't give it to them because he was more powerful than them or because he was richer than them or because he was wiser than them. You know, that's the level we start at. In fact, the first level is where we say, why are you telling me to do this? It's because you're more powerful than God. God doesn't ask us to do anything because he's bigger or stronger or wiser or more powerful. All of that is true, right? All of that cannot be more true. Am I right? He is. He's bigger, he's wiser, he's richer and all of that. Why does God ask us to obey him? Because he wants us to come into a likeness. When you go to that Genesis 1, 26, 27, 28 now. When the Bible says, God said, let us make man in our image and according to our word, likeness. If you go to, I believe, 27, 28 now. Go to 27, yes. You will notice that the image was accomplished immediately. But the likeness, the nature, was when he said, of every tree of this garden, you may freely eat. But don't eat this. The day you eat it, what will happen? You will die. God gave that instruction so that Adam and Eve can now have his likeness. Doing something that they ought to do, not under circumstances. Is someone hearing me? The instructions of God are to bring us to a likeness with him. To, to make us... Be partakers. The Bible says, as he has given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that by this we may become what? Partakers of the divine nature. God has made us, and his work in me, his work in you, is to bring you to be like him. So when he says, don't do something, it's not punishment. When he says, do something, it's not punishment. It is training us in righteousness, training us in God-likeness. Are you with me today? So, when God, when God was saying to, let's test Abraham, God, the Bible says, had slain Jesus Christ from the foundations of the earth. So, he himself had given his only begotten son. So, he looked at Abraham and everything was looking good. Everything was looking good. And they said in heaven, this man... Since we want to do this, and the whole earth is going to be blessed by him. And our, Lord, our son, Jesus, the son of God, is going to be named and through him. Let us see whether he will do like us. So God said, Abraham, take now your son. God wasn't thirsty for blood. He was thirsty for a friend. Take now your son. Your only son whom you what? Love. That is what the Bible tells us how the father loves the son, Jesus. And said, let's see whether on earth we will find a man who will behave like me. That's what it was about. And because God is merciful, we started by saying this was the key that helped Abraham pass the test. Because if not for that key, nobody will be able to pass that test. But the key was there. But for us today, what we are learning is this. As we enter 2022, child of God, there are dimensions that God wants to interact with you on. And that dimension, you will get to it in the name of Jesus Christ. I say you will get to it in the name of Jesus. By understanding, you will get to it. Be because, you see, 
He, 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 said, he said to me, he said, I, I can bless anybody. What does it cost me? I'm God. But he said, who can I trust? Who can I trust? Unfortunately, the Christians of today are pursuing the blessings. Now, let me tell you something. Precious. Let me say the word precious. Okay. The, the Bible says we're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people who have been called forth out of darkness into the light to show forth the praise of him. That's First Peter 2, 9 and 10. If you look at that, yes, thank you. Put it on the screen for us. I want you to look at the, the passage on the screen. When you look at this passage, you're going to see something there. The first one says a what? Chosen what? If you remove chosen, what will you have? So let's read it this way. But you are what? A. Let's remove royal. What do you have? Let's remove holy. What do you have? Let's remove his own special. What do you have? So you can read this, but you are a generation, a priesthood, a nation, a people. That's what everybody is. That's what everybody is. But what God is calling you to is where you become what? Not just a nation, a holy. Not just a people, his own special people. Not just a priesthood, his own what? That is the call of the Christian today. It's not the call of jets. It's not the call of billionaires. Billionaires everywhere. The call is for special people. People that are not common. Listen, anything that is common. Common sense tells us that common is no value. Isn't it? Everything that can be found anywhere is not pricey. So if blessed people are everywhere, that shouldn't be what will make me do Shakara. Praise the Lord. Oh yes. If, if healthy people are walking around everywhere, you know, that, that shouldn't be what to make my head to, you know, swell. What should make my head to swell is that he looked around a generation and he says, I chose you out. He looked around. There's a priesthood. But he said, you are not just a priesthood. You are what? Royal priesthood. He looked around, there are his people everywhere. But he said, you are not just my people. He said, you are my own what? Special people. Then he said, there is darkness everywhere. What, what does he do? He says, you are the one that I've what? I've called out. That is where he wants you to be. Where you are unique. Listen, the, the challenge of our time is that value, value is being dispersed and devalued. I was telling my wife, I said, you know, the problem or rather the challenges of social media now is that praise singing has become obligatory. That's why some of us don't do anything on social media. Because the things you have to write on your friend's birthday, by the time you write for one friend's birthday, you are in trouble. And they count the lines. If you write for this friend, four lines. Another friend's birthday come, and you write two lines. Trouble has started. So you have to keep writing. Now, in essence, that writing loses value. Listen, if everybody here calls me daddy, then I'm no daddy. Do you understand? What is common? What is commonly applied? What value is it? If I say this is my, love, my, my wife in whom I'm well pleased, my darling wife, I love you and all of that. And everybody I say, I say you're my darling wife, you're my darling this, you're my darling this. What would the darling mean? Darling will mean greeting, hi. I'll devalue it, isn't it? God has blessed everyone. I want you to get a, a, a thirst for the next level. 
And that's what we looked at. The promises of God, the faithfulness of God. He would do it too. But there's a second level. Where the Bible says the eyes of the Lord are doing what? They are running to and fro. That one, he didn't sit in heaven to declare it. He's looking. May he find you. I say, may he find you. In the name of Jesus Christ. May he find us as a people in the name of Jesus. So, so, so he says, 1 Peter chapter 1, 6 and 7. 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7, please. The Bible says, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. What are these trials to do? He said that the genuineness of your faith, being what? Much more precious than gold that what? Though it is tested by fire, may be found what? To praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus. Let's look at message and see the verse, that verse 7, please. Message. And see the way it puts it. It said, pure gold put in fire comes out of it, prove pure. Genuine faith put through this suffering comes out, prove genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, what is going to happen? He said, it's your faith, not your gold, that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. God wants to take you and say to this generation, this man lived in your generation. Look at his testimony. He wants to say, this girl lived in your generation. Look at her testimony. You know, you know, praise the Lord. The, the, the man Joseph, who, who was part of what, you know, the Holy Spirit used to inspire us to look at this message. The, the man Joseph, or the boy Joseph, carried on him, or rather God placed such an awesome responsibility on him. The prophecy God made to Abraham, your descendants are going to be slaves in a foreign land for 400 years, right? And then after I'm going to come and deliver them. When God made that prophecy, he began to search through who will I use to make this happen? How will the process occur? And in the plan of God, some persons were essential. There was first the man, uh, sorry, Joseph, by whom God will introduce them luxuriously into Egypt so that they can begin to grow. The other man was Moses, if we have time, we're going to come to you, but we'll look at Joseph alone. Joseph in Egypt, you know, Joseph in Egypt, when God had blessed him, or right after God had blessed him, do you know what he said to the brothers at their reunion? He said, you meant this word for evil, but what? God meant it for good. And then he went on and said to them, God sent me ahead to prepare for himself what? A, for the people, a posterity that the people might be preserved alive. Child of God, imagine if Joseph had the heart of some of us here. Not your heart, the heart of someone you know. <laughs> Fall down and die on my enemies. Imagine if Joseph, imagine if Joseph's Christianity did not see God. And the, the level where he was to kill his brothers would not have needed a law. That is, he didn't need to go to court. Like Ahasuerus, he would have just turned his face away. And there would have been dead meat. But you see, he had become a man that God could what? Lay his agenda on. 2022, God wants to do something. 
can he lay his agenda on your business and know that when he needs the money, you won't buy a car with it. You won't buy land with it. You won't build another house with it. Many Christians have been blessed, but they are not useful. Oh, should I repeat that? Help me repeat it. Yes, they are not useful. They are like Solomon and David. Solomon was the, I mean, we know the prosperity of Solomon, isn't it? But we know the usefulness of David. He says, I found David, the son of Jesse, what? A man after man. Who would do what? All that is in my heart. All that is in God's heart. What did Solomon do? Solomon said, everything I desired, Solomon desired. So I didn't keep it from me. When I wanted wives, I searched through all tribes. Then I started doing half caste. And quarter caste. I didn't want pure breed again. He said, he finished. Say, all this is vanity. There are many of us like that. God has blessed us. But all we're doing is what is in our heart. Why people? If eyes were guns, I would have fallen dead now. The way some people are looking at me. <laughs> hey, 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 praise the Lord. Pastor Chris was talking about giving on, on, on Wednesday. Listen to me. If you wait for the church to tell you. Can, how many of us can see the altar? Can you see it's looking beautiful and new? Is someone, we didn't raise offering today, someone offered to do it. Okay? If you come to church and you're waiting for who will come and manipulate you to bring money, you are in the wrong church. I want to make heaven. Praise the Lord. And I don't want anybody to fail on my account. But I'll tell you the truth. Listen. If as a Christian, you are not giving of all that God has blessed you, both time, intellect, expertise, and money, Naira and Kobo, to God in a strategic manner, comparative with the way God has blessed you. You are just blessed. You're not useful. And there's nothing wrong with that. Praise the Lord. That's where everybody wants to be. But what I'm, I've come this morning to talk to people who want to be what? Vessels in the hands of God. Useful in the hands of God. After Genesis 22, 1. After these things, blessed Abraham, settled him, gave him Isaac, everything. God said, can I use him? Because heaven is not looking forward to bless. The, the, the riches of the earth that has not been discovered. You can't talk about it. The treasures on the earth. So it's not blessing that God is bothered about. What God is just wondering is, can I find a friend? That's why the Bible calls Abraham the friend of God. Is there somebody? We started by saying, you are like God. Praise the Lord. You and I are like God. How, how many people can you just lean on? Say, ah, I know, like the, today's saying, he say, he's got my back. Abby, how many people can you say, this person has my back? I can, I, can, I can expose myself knowing that this person will cover me. That's what heaven is saying. So you're in church with all the money God has given you. You're seeing lack everywhere. And he has not bothered you to come and say, Pastor, can we do this, you know, and set up this? Somebody, some time ago, brought five million and said, just help people who have need. No offering. No special offering. Okay? Why is it that when you near money, people just get very cold? Is the weather changing? <laughs> praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. Lord have mercy. Like, Let's jump it and go ahead. So, God, God says, or rather the Godhead in this, 
I, I don't know. I, I'm just, how, how many of us picture what goes on in heaven? The, the Godhead are always in agreement. We know that. I want to try and round up. The Godhead are always in agreement. But I, I'm sure maybe they, they, there was a discussion between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they say, this Abraham that we just be, he has tried to, you know, Abraham really tried. Get out of your country, out of your father's and you know, to a land I will show you. And the Bible says, Abraham, he just got up and started going. At a stage when the whole thing was about to wrap up, because if God doesn't tell Abraham, I won't do it, and doesn't do it, then he has become false. So Abraham was now going to retire everything. They said to, they said to amongst themselves, let us prove this man. And also for our own benefit, so that nobody will be in doubt. Now, when that test came, when that test came, and said to him, Abraham, take now your son, your only son Isaac, and go and offer him to, him, to, offer him to me as a bond offering on the land I will show you. You know, I started asking the Lord. I, I said, I said, I said, Father, isn't that test too difficult? How many of us think it's, it's not that difficult? How many of us will easily scale that test? You're not raising your hand. Let me, let me tell you what the Lord told me. So from today, it will be easy for you. Or it will become easier. But listen, still talking about money. We don't ask you to bring tithe. But we run, our diesel per month is about how much? See, okay. Two something. Now we're going on, um, on how many of those who follow online, you see we've been having issues with our online transmission so we are trying to do fiber optics. If you know the amount the church spends every day, we don't want to disobey God by trying to tell people you must bring tempers. You know those tricks that people play. You must bring temper, you must bring fresh fruit, you must bring this. But let me tell you, people are bringing more than 10%. That's why you're able to come to church here and see the thing that you see. We had a program last day, um, the... the um, the, the, the carol service. And we had an artist say, I don't want to tell you how much it costs to bring. But someone who came here from the U.S. was telling us that in their church in U.S., when they have people like this, they charge everybody $100. $100 is 57000 naira. Now, that's what they charge for people to enter. Now, for that program, somebody, your fellow, somebody that you probably push aside when you're leaving service, brought $5 million. One person. Now, you have more than that, most likely, but you've not brought 50,000. And then when we say you love the Lord, you throw up your hands. And the Lord will say, no problem, I blessed you, but I can't trust you. Show me somebody I can trust. So, decide on your own is the beginning of the year. What, what, how will I show God? How can I tell God? How can I be like God? Not, let's even stop there. How can I just be like God? Okay, so thank you for reminding me, Ahmed. How Abraham was able to do what? Pass the test. Simple. See what the Lord said to me. He said, you come to church like this, or you go on your business, some of us, um, Mary, someone comes to your shop, praise the Lord, and others products what? Uh, 15 million naira, okay? And drops the cash with you, Okay? And then your account officer from Zenith calls and says, Mary, do you have anything? Can I come and pick up cash? What will he say? Even before the person calls, what will you think? I need to go to the bank and do what? 
and put this money. Now, follow me. Follow me. Who owns the money? It's your money. So, you have 15 million. Why are you taking it to the bank? Why are you taking it to the bank? You know why you're taking it to the bank? You can trust the bank. That when this 15 million is in the bank, if I need 15 million, I will get it back. Is someone getting it? The only reason we don't offer God our lives and whatever it is he asks of us is that we don't trust him. We command him to bless us, but we don't trust him. Some people say, ah, pastor, you don't understand. If you know my problem, no matter how much problem all of us have here, we put money in the bank. Why are you not carrying your money in your pocket? Because you trust that the bank, even though the banks are even dangerous these days, because your money doesn't remain whole. You know, they have all those charges. So if you put 10 million, by the time you come, you, your check of 10 million won't clear. Because they would have charged it down. You do that because you look at Zenith Bank. You look at First Bank. Look at GT Bank. Say they're solid. So you put your money and you go home and you relax and sleep. But to commit it into God's hands... You see, we looked at the one who said, he's a hard man, reaping where he did not sow. You know, when we read the Bible, we read ourselves. We read ourselves. We read ourselves. We say, ah, no, let me hide this one. Do you hide your money from the bank? It's like, do you hide your sickness from the doctor? When you go to the doctor, you even exaggerate. How many of us exaggerate before the doctors? You mean you don't do it? Uh, If you don't do it, they won't take you seriously now. You have to tell them so that the the doctor will bring out his best act and attend to you. He said, he said, he asked me, sorry, so I'm just asking. He said, he asked me this question. He said, would it be a challenge? I said, God, it won't be a challenge. I'll take the money and put it in the bank. He said, so you trust the bank more than you trust me. So now, let's go back to Abraham. So what happened with Abraham? Abraham was as good as dead. Sarah was as good as dead. And God gave them Isaac. So dead man and woman, they have a child. Okay? And then the same God who gave this dead man and woman a child said, Give me back that child. And the man said, Abraham said, What do I do? Then he remembered that this same God... Who made a promise to me that I will have a child. And when I was as good as dead, I had that child. And this God said, that same child is the one through whom I will bring forth generations and bless them. And he said, I should go and slay that child. He said, let's go and have fun. He said, Isaac, let's go. So the Bible said, he concluded that God who made the promise brought forth Isaac Asking for Isaac again must have something up his sleeves. Let's jump up on our feet. Let's jump up and just bless the name of the Lord. Let us bless the name of the Lord. Let us ask him, Lord, here I am. Whilst on others thou art calling, please do not pass me by. This year, 2022, I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend. I want to be a man that you can trust. I want to be a friend of God. I want to be a partner with God. I want to be a friend. I want to be one that you can look at and say, I found somebody here. 
Sometimes people say, do you have somebody there? God, heaven wants to be able to look at Nigeria. Listen, you know, I, I say here that what did God send me to do? He said, raise for me men that I can use. And those men don't have to be 50 old. One man can transform this nation. I'm telling you the truth. So God is saying to you today, I'm enlisting. Will you enroll? Will you enroll? Will you enroll? All of my life, everything that I am, ask yourself, is he worthy? Is Jehovah deserving? Is he worthy of my devotion? Is he worthy of my consecration? Can I trust him? Can he be trusted? He is looking for who to trust. And I ask myself, can he be trusted? Because Abraham said, this God is to be trusted. This God has never failed. This God cannot fail. This God is worthy of my trust. And he sold himself out to the Lord. And then heaven said, because you have done this, because you have obeyed my voice, in blessing, I will bless you. Child of God, there are dimensions God wants to walk on. But the problem he's having is men and women that he can trust. So I want you to offer your life. I don't know how far back you are. I don't know how much you have tried. But the mercy of God, the Bible says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. So he's speaking afresh. And 2022 can be that year where something switches in your Christian life. I'm telling you, it's a switch. Because when you come to this understanding, there's a prosperity of the soul. There's a prosperity of the spirit. There's a prosperity, internal prosperity. Because you know that you're in the center of God's agenda. You're no longer running hither skelter, helter skelter, hither to and there to. You are sure, certain, that what God is doing, you were part of it. You know what the Bible said? The Bible said, shall I hide from Abraham? Hey, katalodada. Shall I hide from Abraham that which I'm doing? He said, uh, should I hide or not? And you know what he said? Genesis 18, 27, uh, Genesis 18, 17 and 19, please. Go, go down, go down. He says, shall I hide from Abraham? This was the answer he gave. He says, since Abraham shall surely become what? A great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. 19, please. He says, for I have what? Known him in order. He said, I can't hide. In essence, he said, I can't hide from him because I'm tied to him. My agenda will run through him. Heaven wants to bring you to that place where the conversations of heaven, the plot of heaven, the agenda of heaven will be revealed to you. You become an instrument in the hand of God. Lord, help me today. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. I have known him that he may command his generation after him, his children to do righteousness. Lord, here I am. Offer that life. Offer that destiny. Offer that career. Offer that business. Offer everything about you. Say to the Lord, this is me. I give myself to you. The songwriter says, I give myself away so that you can use me. Lord, I surrender all. I bring it to you. I bring myself to you. Make that prayer to the Lord. Make your prayers to Jehovah because he's about to do something. He wants to do something. He wants to do something. He is doing something. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Lord, find me, Lord. Find me, Lord. 
I thank you. Because your promises in my life will come to fulfillment. There is no doubt about that. He will do what he said he would do. He is Jehovah. He does much more. Exceedingly abundantly. But that's not where we are today. We are where we are looking. To have his likeness. That a family can say. Because of you. That a nation can say because of you. That a people can say because of you. The Bible says in Abraham. We are blessed. Abba. Can people after me say in Ikenna we are blessed. God wants to do that. God wants to. I want you to pray. Lord let it be said. Even if it's after I'm long gone. That there stood a man. They are passed by this generation. A woman. Through whom we are blessed. Today in Nigeria. No Christian talks about the Christianity in Nigeria. Without mentioning Pa Elton. That man left Europe. Came here with his family. Lived here and died. Served completely. So generations of Christians now. Are thankful to him. And weren't there blessed people that lived in his time? Do we know his prosperity? Do we know how light his house was? We don't know all of that. But what we know is that God passed through him. Today, God wants to pass through somebody. I need somebody to say, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Talk to the Lord sincerely. Talk to the Lord from your heart. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Receive grace. Receive grace. Receive enablement. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus name. I, I want to just refer to you. I know my time is gone. I'm really sorry about that. I think uh, I may have lost a lot of time telling stories. Abraham in Genesis 18 that we have on the screen. Give me every other translation there please. Of that verse 19. Any other translation you have. Just 19. Easy to read version says what? I have made a special agreement with him. I've made what? A special agreement with him. God wants to make a special agreement with you. Give me the living Bible. Let's read it. What do I say? He say, I have picked him out. God is picking you out in the name of Jesus. Give us NLT. NLT says, I've singled him. I've not brought to you a congregational message. Those who are hearing me, some of you may actually live angry with me. But there may be just two persons that this message is for. But posterity will bear witness. Because there were no two Josephs in Egypt. There was just one. And by him, a posterity was saved. Somebody here is saying, Lord, I'm the one. He says, I have what? Singled him out. I have singled him out. I have singled him out. Message says, I have settled on him. Give us message. Let's see. He says, I've settled on him. That's what heaven wants to come and just sit down on you and say, it is you and I. Child of God, that's the level. That's where Christianity should be. Not bless me. That everybody's blessed. Dubai, they're blessed. Iran, they're blessed. Russia, they're blessed. Singapore, they're blessed. Everywhere, people are blessed. Even North Korea, that's killing Christians, they're blessed. 
But God is saying, I want to sit on somebody. I want to throw my weight on somebody. He said, I've settled on him. I've settled on him. The last one, Amplify, says, I have chosen. I want you to answer that call. Tell the Lord I'm available. This year, begin to talk to him now. Make your private commitments to him. There are some things that has been spoken to you. Tell him, Lord, just you and him. Just you and him. I said it's not a congregational message. Just you and him. Lord, here I am. Somebody needs to bring his finances and say to the Lord, no more. I won't just be blessed. I'll be a vessel. I don't just want to be rich. I just don't want to be successful. I want to be the reason many are rejoicing. I just don't want to be delivered. I want to be a deliverer. I just don't want to be saved. I want to be an instrument of salvation. I need you to talk to the Lord. I want you to go to him and have a conversation today. I'm not in a hurry to leave you. This is no religious service, sir. He says if you, if you know yourself, then you can know God. Which of you would want to do business with yourself if you were God? If you were God, will you commit destinies into your own hands? Will you say to somebody who is unfaithful and undependable and unreliable, everything I want to do in Nigeria, I'll do through you. Everything I want to do in your family, I'll do through you. Will you say that to an unreliable person? I want you to offer your life. Offer your life. Offer your life. And surely as God is God, Surely as God is God, He will not fail you. He does not fail. He's a dependable God. He's a reliable God. He said to Abraham, In blessing, I will bless you. He said Abraham, In multiplying, I'll multiply you. He said Abraham, Because you have done this, Oh Lord, don't stop praying. Don't stop talking to him. Don't stop talking to him. Don't stop talking to him. Listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09 290 9000 or 0703 15 You can find us online at www. Dot the Father's Church Online dot org. God bless you.